They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming. Joining me each and every week is Sergeant McCluskey, and our guest this week is KMagic101. How's it going, Kevin? Yo, what's going on? So, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, uh, we're the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we also uh, you might have a few rants in between there. So, um, yeah, so... KMagic101 is our guest for the first time. Uh, I reached out to him back after Guardian Outpost's first interview, uh, back in like October, I believe it was, when he, Kevin was doing the Worst Radio Show podcast, which was a great podcast, and I actually loved watching it. Uh, sad that you stopped it, but at the same time, I'm glad that you started up the jam with, uh, with Goth, because I, I love watching that show. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, uh, it was a good time. It was fun with friends, but... Uh... As we discussed off the air, it turned into, uh, you know, me trying to hold it up and keep it alive when it was dying slowly. But it did make way for bigger and better things. So that was that was a blessing in disguise. And I'm I'm completely jealous of your format of, of the jam because I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. And I was like, I always <laughs> I wanted to do that format. Uh, and I was like, I was like, damn him. I was like, it's good, though. It's really good. So um Going into it, people that don't know K Magic, I'm pretty sure everyone that comes in here knows who he is now because you're either coming from his channel, and if you don't know who he is, go check him out. Uh, he's a mainly a Destiny streamer, um, but he does play other things. He was playing Uncharted 4. He does play NHL. He does play MLB The Show. So he's a very variety streamer, but it's opa to talk about variety streaming because you can't grow a channel with variety. You have to do it with a, you know. The, the concrete slab, which is destiny. Um, mm -hmm. So going into, let me bring up my questions that I got for you. <clears throat> All right. So when you started gaming, were you a gamer from early on in life or were you a gamer later in life? I mean, like, were you like three, four years old or were you like 10, 11 and then your friends had games and then you started gaming? Uh, I got my first Nintendo, I want to say when I was seven-ish give or take, for Christmas. But I had played ColecoVision and Commodore 64 with my cousin. Uh, I played Atari with my dad. And then my mother bought me my own Nintendo for Christmas, and I just about lost it. And it was pretty much downhill from there. Uh, Nintendo was a, a steady part of my life. And uh, it just grew to Sega Genesis. I had Sega Master System, too. I always joke that my parents were divorced, so I always Master had one system, system yeah. one system at one house and one system at the other house. So I always had a Nintendo somewhere and a Sega somewhere. That was my whole childhood. But uh, no, I, I've been gaming since I, I can remember. Uh, but the mass, the NES was the one that like I, I was hooked from then on. So what what got you? I should say, how did gaming come into your house? Was your dad? Did your dad bring it in? Was he a gamer? <clears throat> No, no, none of my family was game. My cousins, uh, two of them had Commodores. Three, three of them actually had Commodore 64s. And that was like the most uh, in my family that you would call someone a gamer. Right. Uh, 
uh, my dad had an Atari and a ColecoVision, but it just sat there until, you know, he would have some friends over and they'd play Pong or whatever the hell you played on those. Right. And uh, it, it wasn't until I saw, like, I forgot the name of the game. I was trying to figure it out on the stream. I think it was called Grog or Gronk or something on Commodore with the wheel and oh, it was yeah, a side-scroller. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. actually what it's exactly called. I think it's called Grog. Uh, it, I can't remember what Sarge, it is. Sarge is like an encyclopedia. Come on, Sarge. What, is, that the, is that the correct uh, for the... Um, you have to give me some time on that one. ColecoVision's a little fuzzy. I oh, know that was Commodore. Right? That yeah, was so Commodore I was on the Commodore. You're talking about the Commodore 64? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you gotta give me some time on that one. It was a caveman with a stone wheel. If that helps. <laughs> so our our dad, he used to play bowling. You know that, that side-scroll yeah. bowling that it would make the sound of v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-
you, you could just always re-up and get my old characters, but I probably would find a new server and new people and start from scratch anyway. So. What server were you on? I played on Arthas. I played on... What other ones? Arthas was the main one that I played mostly. Uh, what are some other servers? Like Bleeding Hollow at one point. Uh, Moonguard, I think, was the last one I played on. I think those were the three main ones that I was so you, on. So you would still be playing if you didn't have kids, is what you're saying? No, no. My kids, I had kids when I played. Did you? Uh, I, I had one kid. Uh, I, I don't play on purpose. <laughs> well, I, I, always, I, always joke, I always joke about it because if they, they say, well, you should go back into WoW. I said, if I go back into WoW, my, my kid won't know who his father is. Like, I would be, exactly. I might as well, my wife might as well tell a story that he ran away and, like, left. And meanwhile, I'm still, like, in this room and I'm, like, growing, like, a, a homeless beard because I love that game. <laughs> I, I, I love that game so much, man. I had to stop. I played, I, I played solid a, for five years. I'm in a pickle because Goth wants me to play with him on Sunday and Mitsu. They want to start fresh characters on a friends, new friends server. Friends do push drugs on friends, so that's a, that's no. a, <laughs> that's a, that's a and, terrible and decision. My my anti Warcraft drug, ironically, is another MMO. When I really get the urge, I will resub to Star Wars: The Old Republic because I know within 45 days I won't want to play anymore, and I'll have gotten my MMO fix, and I'm out. So it's great. You brought up that Star Wars. Did you ever play Star Wars Galaxies, the MMO? No, no. I got into I my first MMO was Warcraft and it was uh, Burning Crusade. Um, then I played Lord of the Rings Online and then Galaxy shut down right around that time. And mm -hmm. then they announced like four years before it even came out that Old Republic was coming and right. we were really excited. All right. I was. What for uh, Old Republic? Yeah. When they first announced it, yeah, because I thought it was going to be like the resurrection of galaxies. Well, rumors, rumors is there's an open world Star Wars game that they're working on. Um, so we'll see. Probably won't get them out to like 2019 or something like that. Just um, remember, Disney sucks at video games. Yeah, the one thing they're bad at. Which is which is fun funny that you say that because they just dropped the Infinity, uh, yep. Disney Infinity, which I thought was a pretty damn good game. From Disney, right? I don't think it. I don't think it sold what they wanted it to sell. I don't no, think it had not anything. To, it was way too much game. overhead. I mean, it was these guys. These these little figurines are so detailed, and yet they're way expensive to. But the technology that they had for them was uh, amazing. You know, the Skylanders and all those other ones. I have all the Star Wars mm -hmm. ones because I I love collecting those things. I'm a I'm a I'm a man child. So, <laughs> all right, Aren't we all yeah. So all right, going into now streaming. Okay. Um, when did you find Twitch? Like, and how did you find Twitch, first off? Um, I found Twitch in, like, the fall of 2014. Okay. Um, my buddy Robbie Hondro, who was one of my co-hosts on Worst Radio Show, had streamed World of Warcraft on there, and I w would watch him from time to time. Um, and then when Destiny came out, I started watching Professor Roman uh, because I was trying to figure out how the hell to beat Valstel Ark. And he was like, oh, check this guy out. He's doing it. It was because Valstel Ark, I think, was the week two heroic uh, nightfall. Right. And it, he, that was when he was an absolute nightmare before he was he's a shade of his former self like he is now. Right. And um, that was a we, long uh, that was the longest freaking mission. <laughs> I mean, I watched I, I, I the first time I ever watched was Professor Broman. I was watching Bro's channel. And it was Goth and T-Rex were doing it, and they were on it for, like, hours and hours and hours and hours trying to beat him. And then finally they beat him, and I forget. I think somebody got a Galahorn. Something weird, something crazy happened. But um, 
that was my introduction to Twitch and what it was. And I always thought anything with gaming on the internet was esports. That was my immediate assumption. I didn't realize there's a whole entertainment medium, right? Uh, that, that was possible through it. So that's how I discovered it. And, and Robbie Hondro was the one who showed me. Uh, guys in in the channel, sorry, Skype is acting up a little bit, so our audio is like cutting in and out every once in a while. So not us. It's it's awesome Skype. So Discord, please hurry up and get the video uh, in, integrated in. All right, so uh, that's how you found Twitch. Now, when did you start streaming on Twitch? Well, uh, we did our first Worst Radio Show podcast on December 14th, 2014. That was not on Twitch. Uh, we did two episodes on a website called Spreaker, which was audio only. And then we said, hey, what if we did the podcast on Twitch? Because me and Robbie had, had been dabbling with the idea of, you know, he was like, oh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to invest in some streaming equipment. So sometime in early January, I started uh, uh, direct streaming from my PS4, and then we did the first uh, episode, I think, whatever that first Wednesday in January was, hmm. uh, of 2015, uh, and that was my, my first like debut of, of being on Twitch, and you know. So when you started, then you weren't you weren't on Twitch to play games. Then you were there just to do your podcast. I, we were doing both. I was playing games on my channel, like direct from the PS4. And then we had a channel just for the podcast. And it wasn't until April-ish that we started. Me and Robbie would both stream on the podcast channel and do games. So we were growing this, you know, thing around right. the podcast. Right. That's, that's that's what it blew up into. That, the reason I asked is I, I'm basically doing the same thing. We started, I started, I started streaming on Twitch back in like 2013, right? And because I'm in the film industry... I once you get a job, you could be gone for like two days or you can be gone for like six months. And I happened to be gone for like six months. Right. So uh, I streamed Minecraft very first day and got like 60 people to like follow me. And I was like, oh, this is this is easy. Right. <laughs> this is this is easy. Um, and then fast forward, I didn't start picking it back up until uh, I think in November of 2014. And when I started up, I was like, you know what? Let me do a podcast, uh, just a podcast. I was just going to do the podcast, this podcast. And we started it in May or April of last year. And then I was like, you know what? This is going to be a really slow process if we're only doing it once a week, uh, streaming once a week, and how am I going to grow like this? So then we decided to start streaming myself. So I, I, liked, I liked your way. But when, I, when I got introduced to you, uh, it was through Guardian Outpost, uh, Dave, and uh, he told me about your uh, worst radio show, and then I reached out to you, and we started you know, back and forth, you know, trying to get you on the show from back nine months ago. You could have a kid by now. And um, yeah, it took forever. And it's fine because it, it's fine now. And then as you were growing, uh, you said, let's wait till I get partner. Let's wait till I get partner. And I said, that that sounds great. You know what I mean? So it's like a it's like a thing. Say no to rage was on my show. And then he got partnered. Dave, he's going to get partnered. I'm waiting for Absolutely. him to get partnered. He better pissing me off. Yeah. We don't. I don't know. What, I don't know what the deal is there, but uh, Twitch, get your shit together. Um, oh, what's that? I said for real. Yeah, for real. Um, okay, so is there someone? Okay, uh, you found out about streaming. You already answered that one. Okay, what was the first game that you streamed on on Twitch? What was the very first game? Destiny. It was um, Destiny. Yeah, I started Destiny in the alpha, and I hated it in the alpha. I'm the same. And then, and then the beta came along, and and, and you I, fell in love granted, with it. I played the alpha by myself. 
uh, and the beta came along, and Robbie and I were both like, hey, let's, he's like, I want to try it. I know you said you didn't like it. He played it for like a half an hour, and he's like, will you just try it with me, and like we'll play a little together? I said, sure. An hour later, we're like, oh my god, I'm buying this game. Yep. I have to play this game. <laughs> I have I to. I could, when I played the beta, when I played the alpha, I was just like, eh, yeah, whatever. Then you play the beta, and I was like, when I was done playing, I was like, I gotta play it. I gotta play it more. Like, the whole day thinking, I was like, I want to play that game more. And it really ticked me off right before the beta ended. I found that that part in the um, I forget what it is now that where all the ships are uh, deserted. What's that? What's that section of the college? Moth yards. Moth, Moth yards. yards. Moth yards. <clears throat> and you go back there, and there's high level characters which are like level ten, but we didn't know that they were all skulls. And I was like, I want to see that more, you know. And you couldn't go past <laughs> anymore. And then the beta ended, and I was just like, son of a bitch. And then the game came out, and you went back there, and they're like, oh, they're level tens. <laughs> so. Wait. But yeah, I started with Destiny uh, straight from the console and a headset. Once once somebody, sh- I forget, I think Robbie showed me how to do it straight from the console. I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, talking to people while I play and I'm meeting new people. It was great. And uh, yeah, and it was Destiny for just Destiny for a long, 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 long time. I did Destiny and no one showed up, but I still played it every freaking day. Oh, every same with me. Day. I mean, I the thing, the advantage we had was there was... We have a group of like six friends that we play mostly the same thing. So actually right now is like the first time we've ever not played the same thing. But we are all hooked on Destiny. So if I was streaming, there would be five people there. If Robbie was streaming, there'd be five people there because all of the other guys right. were all always the guys were coming in. Right. So it always worked out or we'd be multiing together, you know, because you could do the PS chat direct through through the, the console streaming. Um so it was uh it was definitely Destiny, and it, it was it was Destiny till the the second game I streamed was Mortal Kombat X. Uh, so it was in <laughs> March. Was that so one, for three was that, months? Was that one day, and then you stopped playing that? I returned it on day ten, I think. <laughs> That's funny. So going into the Destiny being your first game, and you streamed it on uh, that you streamed, and you're playing with your friends. What is what is your favorite moment in vanilla Destiny? Favorite moment in Vanilla Destiny would have to be... Hmm, that's a good question. I thought The Stranger was the coolest thing in the world. Who? I'm sorry. Mystery. We we haven't even talked about that person in like a year and a half. (laughs) They kind of just abandoned her. The whole mystery of her and like who she was and why she was there and what she's doing. And she's, you know, what what, what is the lore behind this person? Still don't know, so it's still a mystery, but... uh... (laughs) Uh, that was probably my moment of, of when she's like just kind of in the shadows and right. like running behind you. You don't know what's going on. Uh, also, the the moment where the first time you woke you've woken the hive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You don't know what's coming out of that door. So the first time you do that is pretty pretty epic. Yeah, and, uh, then, and then you farmed there, and then you heard it for about a thousand times. You've awoken the hive. You've awoken. <laughs> and the I hive. wish. I wish I didn't watch Volta Glass on Twitch. That was one of my regrets. See, I didn't. Agreed. Yeah, I didn't watch it right away. Um, I did watch it later because when I was doing it, I was like, what am I missing here? And then I went and then obviously YouTube and everyone tells you hints and tricks and what you can do. Uh, you know what? YouTube uh, is, is, great, is great. And at the same time, it's terrible because it ruins things for you. Like the game shark. I, w- I wish I went in there blind and got lost and found i would have had more fun getting lost in there yeah and just you know yep yeah the door absolutely the door opening is an experience and of like trying to figure out what do we do i i got uh, in there by accident for the very first time when i 
was speeding up there with my bike and I ran up against the door and they were shooting at me and I jumped off and then I was in the door and I was like, what the fuck? Glitched in. I glitched in. <laughs> right. And I was just like, okay. And it only went up to a certain point and then there's a, a barrier where you couldn't get past. And I was just like, oh shit. I was like, you can get in here. And then, then obviously it was the vault of glass two weeks later. So it was interesting. Um, going, going into more of destiny because we started this podcast based on destiny, right? We used to call her, or we still do. She's our stripper girlfriend, right? Because she's this hot mess that is just so perfect on the skin. <laughs> all right. But then it has its flaws when you start getting down and, you know, getting to know her. So we've always joked around that destiny is our, our, our stripper girlfriend on the show. Um, like so going in, did you be honest now, did you do the loot cave? Did you do the loot cave? Absolutely. Okay. No, I, there's there. You can't see it anymore, but I did it on stream. <laughs> like, I did, <laughs> you just sat there I and did just the shot, game. right? Just shot there. I didn't, because you want to know something? When that first happened, the word exploit never even came into my mind. It was just like, oh, this right, thing happened, right. and never was more... taking advantage of it. Whatever, so I'm going to do it too. Now I'm way more cautious with exploits. Like Bullet King and Division, right. I, didn't, I didn't touch Bullet King with a 10-foot pole. I did. I did. I, I, I did it, it like six times. And I was like, uh, okay, I'm done. Because I had, I, I was having flashbacks. I started twitching and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is the loot cave all over again. They're going to do something. The funny like thing was I never got any, I didn't get one exotic from the loot cave. Not one. Comic, you're a liar. I know, I know you did it, Comic. You're a liar. You did it. Don't say you didn't do the loot cave. Everyone did the loot cave. Right. The guy from GameStop never did any glitch or anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's a liar. All right. So. Let's see. Uh, you did. Okay, so I've been watching you since you had the same amount of numbers as me. All right, and I, I love I love going to um, uh, Social Blade, right, and seeing us exactly the same growth, and then all of a sudden it looks like you had a grappling hook and you shot up this this fucking mountain, and I'm like, what what happened there, right? So that's that's what I was. That's my question. So how did you break in to the next level of streaming? I know it's so, luck. I know it's luck. But at the same time, yeah, 100% luck. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. And I'm not <laughs> people. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, so I had the old channel with worst radio show with the guys. And I think we topped out at around 1800 followers on that channel after not even a year. It was about 10 to 11 months of streaming, which right. is, in and of itself, I believe is an accomplishment. Yeah, no, it's good. So we were we were never not proud of that. We still are. Uh, we we were, you know, we had some help along the way, but a lot of the help was more booking the right guests for the podcast. You right. know, we had Ezekiel the Third on, we had Jen Denise, we had Skin Team. We went after people that we knew. We were gonna have Future Man on if we didn't end the show. I um, I've been trying to get him on this show for the longest time. You want his email? I uh, I would love his email. Talk to me afterwards. All right. I met him at New York Comic Con. He gave me all his information. Uh. So when that when that ended, it was kind of rough to go back to my channel that had 42 followers, right? And right. hit the reset button, and then I I had moved to Tampa the same like literally it all happened within weeks. I moved to Tampa, the, the Morse Radio Show ended, uh, and then I started my own channel back up with 42 followers. This is all in three the first three weeks of December. So then I went to uh, you know I had made friends with Goth. Prior, I met him in Disney. Right, the year before, yep. Right, and then he was on the Warriors Radio Show. We'd already booked Broman, and he was like, well, I'd love to do the episode with Broman, which was great, and it was a lot of fun. 
Um, and then we had continued to talk and be friendly and then Destiny Con last year. Uh, and then um, he, when I moved, he was like, yo, we're having a Christmas party. You should come. So I came and I was talking to Cherry Ono, who I'd met at Destiny Con. He's like, do you have Destiny for Xbox? And I said, no, I don't. He goes, can you get it and get a character up to 40 by the end of next week? And I said, sure. <laughs> why? And he goes, why don't you do SRL with us? Oh, and I said, yeah. okay. So I left the, we left the party and Danielle's like, you sh-, my wife, that's my wife's name. She was like, you should go get Destiny tomorrow for Xbox so you can get cracking on that. My wife is the biggest supporter. <laughs> I, I, met, I met your wife. She's, she's really cool. She's really cool. Yeah, she's amazing, and she's such a supporter of everything I do. So I went to Best Buy the next day. I got got it. And then uh, I forget what day it, we were doing the races, but whatever it was the day before is when they put that contest out. Right. That it, you could win the game. I think it was Nintendo DS for following everyone that was involved in SRL. Right. I woke up the next morning, and I went from 50-something followers from streaming for those two weeks. I had like 10, 15 more followers. And I woke up to 1,900 followers. <laughs> There's more. Uh, so it was crazy. And then SRL was fun. I got knocked out in the first round because I hit a fan on Mars and I was really angry about it. And uh, <laughs> we... So then I started streaming more uh, through the month of January. And January was the worst month I have ever had on both channels streaming. Uh, and it was because of the fallout from SRL. Now, people look at me and they're like, well, I don't have 1,900 followers. You know, how could you be upset about that? Right. Imagine imagine sitting down every day and streaming and doing all the work and getting raids. And you, you've networked the hell, the hell out of everything. You're friends with a bunch of people. And every day you are negative at least 20 followers. <sighs> even if you got 50 that, that, that day. That, that, eats, that eats you up. That eats you up. Right. So people can say, oh, well, I, I would take that in a heartbeat. I'm like, right. you would, and you do no. what I do, and you'd work through it. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> but there's there's no, there was not one day on my social blade in January that I did not have a red metric Ugh. throughout the whole month of January. It was extremely defeating. I, I, get a um, little, I get a little bit eated up when, like, one person, like, just follow, right? And then you look at it, and you're like, how am I missing one? I just had someone follow, and you're like, oh, God, it hurts so bad. I, just, I forget who rated me, but somebody rated me, and it was like, I got 50 follows, and I was so stoked. And the next morning, I woke up, and I was negative eight. <laughs> right. Meaning 58 people decided the night before right. that they didn't want to, you know? And it's just like, well, why didn't those other 58 people like me? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, I got new 50 people, and then the other 58 people decided they didn't. I wasn't their cup of tea. And then you start thinking, like, well, I would have had 108, you know, more. Fo- yep. And you're like, then you start to drive yourself a And you start crazy. going down the rabbit hole. Right. Plus, plus at this point, I'm hanging out with, with, with Goth and Broman pretty consistently. Right, right. You know, and they're like, oh, I'm about to hit a half a million. Yeah. <laughs> and this, that, the other thing. Right. And it's like, cool, I'm glad you're having success. Success. I'm really happy for you. But damn, I lost like 30 people today. Uh, so then I slowly started to like get my footing. And I bounced. So I had 1920-something. And at 16, like 80-something is when I started to fight back. And I kept dipping above 17 and then going below and dipping above. And then through the month of February, I started to gain traction. And then um, when the worst radio show ended in mid-January... I had spoken to God. I'll call him Corey because that's what I call him IRL, and it's easier for me to say his real name. I think everyone knows. Corey and I were talking at the bar, and we said, uh, I was like, yo, would you ever do a podcast? Let me just lay it out there. I love podcasting. I lost this one. Would you do one with me? And he was like, yeah, sure. Let's do a podcast. Whatever. 
And I said, cool. So we, we planned it for a few weeks. Um, and then one night when we had left uh, the bar from doing, making some plans on it, he's like, do you want to do Iron Banner tonight? And I said, sure. And that was the moment. That night I did Iron Banner with him right. changed my Twitch career forever. And it wasn't because I played with him. It was because I went 0-18 in an Iron Banner match with him. <laughs> And his stream Wait, I'm sorry, went let's, absolutely let's, let's repeat bizarre. that. Let's repeat that. He didn't go 18 and 0. He went 0 and 18. I went 0 and 18 <laughs> in a match, and his stream lost it. And they were like, awesome. we love Kevin so bad. We love it. Where can I sub to this terrible streamer? And it never it never went away. It never went away. That one of my emotes is a tombstone that says rip and says 0 and 18 <laughs> yep, on it. Yep, yep. <laughs> because I love your emotes, man. Uh, who, thank you. Who did your emotes? CC Spectre okay. at CC Spectre on uh, on Twitter. She's great. She's great. She's another one. She's recommended by Captain Twaz to me. So she, you know, top tier recommendation. And I love when you got uh, when you got partnered. You didn't even know. I, I we're going off topic here a little bit, but I love when you when you got partnered and you just found out. You didn't even know you're getting your your star. And then people started coming in. You were trying to come up with uh, names for your you know the, the subscribers that come in and stuff like that. And you had, I figured a, you had I a straw pull up email yeah. and they were like, okay, your sub button goes live at this time. No, it's, it's like having a kid, right? It's like at the hospital, you have a kid and then they're like, here, uh, have fun with that kid. They don't help you. It's that's what Twitch does, right? You're like a, a newborn baby and they're like, yeah, have fun with that. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. So I love that you had a straw pull up and you had a bunch of, I forget what you had the names. And then all of a sudden you're like, welcome to the magic kingdom. Right. Is, is that what you stuck with now? Right. That's what you, uh, someone in my chat. So there's a video on YouTube. If anybody wants to see it, you can go to my YouTube, uh, of the moment the sub button drops and it's literally the video starts. It's hysterical. I think it's a great video. I go, I'm playing doom and I go, wait, what? <laughs> Cause chat's like your sub buttons live all caps. Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Right. I go to check my email. There's my response saying, congratulations, da, 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 everything's ready. You're set. If you reset your partner, your dashboard, you'll see your partner set. I'm like, what? <laughs> so then I'm playing Doom. Nice. I have no sub alerts ready. So I'm in Twitch alerts frantically putting together. So as the subs come in, you see the sub alert changes right. every time someone subs. Yeah, I, I came it's in. Hysterical. I was like, what is, what is going on? I didn't know. I didn't know you just got. <laughs> it was so funny. And then. Uh, we're trying. I'm like, what do I call you guys? I still haven't even thought of that. Like, what do I call you guys? And we're throwing back ideas, and, and everyone's like, call us the magicians. And then someone, uh, Nebeji, Nebeji in my chat is like, what about welcoming us to the magic, yeah, kingdom? magic kingdom? And I stopped, and I was like, done. That's it. <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. That was absolutely perfect. Every and no one has complained about me welcoming them into the magic kingdom. So it's been it's been awesome. Okay, so going into um, what's the best thing about streaming uh this what we're doing right now getting to know new people uh you and i got to meet in real life which was awesome um and uh you know meeting sarge for the first time and i'm, I'm sure one day we'll shake hands he's coming to but, dcc uh, so so we will shake hands um if i don't lose my mind by then uh i i i love meeting new people i love talking to people uh, i you could tell my wife i'm a, ask my wife i'm a social butterfly i love to chat with people so this has given me an excuse to not shut up and keep talking and enjoy the company of other people and 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 i mean juju's in here juju's been with me since practically day one uh you can ask her i, I don't think i i've changed that that response when people ask me like what do you like most about what you do so it's it's the people i love getting to know everybody all right what's what's the worst thing about streaming um 
You know, I read this and you sent me the questions and I still haven't thought of a good answer. I really like streaming, so it's very difficult. But uh, There's got to be one bad thing you hate about it. There, the, it's like behind-the-scenes stuff. or I can say this. I can say the, the assumption that what we do is easy, the assumption that it doesn't take time, money, and effort, the assumption that we just sit here and play video games on the internet really bothers me. It really does. And also... The disparagement of what we do, you know, the the uh, the streamers who use their assets to to get viewers. The uh, I'll try not to wear tank tops like anymore. Hey, I rock tank tops. Guns <laughs> out, It's almost like being a comic. You know, I I, I compare the streamer's life as being a comic. Yeah, like a stand-up it's, comic. It's kind of similar. It's it's a lot of pressure to see if people like you or not like you, and every day putting your heart out, and then whether or not they take it or not, you, you have to you have to accept it. You have to accept whether or not they like it or not, and you just got to keep rolling with it. I used to play uh, in like punk and hardcore bands, so I'm used to a similar thing of like playing to playing a show, and not every show has eight thousand people watching you. Sometimes you play to twenty people in a basement somewhere in the middle of Iowa. It's just what you do, right? So I was never had a problem streaming at ten people because I likened it to when I played a show for me, my friends, and their girlfriends. That's just what we did. So. Again, the comedian. I have a friend who's who's an up and coming comedian, and the and the 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 uh, parallel is right there. So um, I, I agree with you 100. percent Musician, comedian, however you want to compare it, it, it's definitely comparative. I think it. Well, let me say I don't. I I personally think you said you were in a band, and people that are like entertainers or come from the entertainment type of side or career, I feel have a a much easier time because they feel more already comfortable. Uh, you know just being in a camera, you know what I mean? In front of the camera and talking to people where people that are just starting out streaming, right? They cold Turkey or they have anxiety when they talk to people and they want to be like the Cathalians. They want to be like the bromans and they think it's going to happen overnight. So what would you, as an advice to somebody that's just starting to stream, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, it is, it is, it is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, if you're not in it to do it for a while and have zero success, then get the hell out now because you will probably be gravely disappointed uh, along your journey. I've had plenty of friends drop off in the past few years. I've had plenty of people that I have worked with drop off. Um, you know, I know for a fact there's people that are mad at me because... I got too much help along the way. Uh, and, yeah, but, yeah. you know, that's the only reason I got to where I am. No, it's dumb luck. It's dumb luck. It's dumb luck. And, you know, you know, it's not 100 percent that, but you do need the help. But I will say, you know, on my behalf and Corey and Ben always say this, they say we can bring the horse to the water, right, but it's the horse's it. choice to drink. Exactly. Right. right. So, you know, obviously I'm good at it to some extent for people to stay and hang out. Uh, they can hand me the viewers, but I cannot. I give no control what, whether they click the right, X. And you and have very, very few seconds to make someone stay or not make someone stay. You know what I mean? They can come in right at the moment you get hosted. You might be doing something, and all of a sudden something goes wrong, and you're like, oh, oh, hey, I'm being hosted or being raided. Thanks for the raid. Oh, my computer just crashed. You know what I mean? And then everyone's like, wah, wah, and then you're done, right? Just like that. It's yep. split second. So I mean – I've gotten raided while I'm playing hockey by Goth. I know for a fact, either they saw the directory and were like, "Bye." Right, right. You know, the, the, it's it's a given. It's a get. You you don't when someone raids you, 
if you can the, the rule of thumb with the big boys this is this is a little insider information if you can hold 30 to 40 percent of the people they rage you with you got something good going on right and that is an interesting stat because 30 40 percent is less than half of the people so there have been nights where I would get a raid from Goth and it would be 2,000 people. And if I could hold 900, which I was able to do a few times, they were blown away. They were texting me while I'm there, like, you're holding them. You're Nine, holding them two hours later. For, oh, for, so you kept them for like two hours. I, I, he raided well, two or three times, I can't remember. He raided me with about 2,000 people and I got off with like six, seven, eight, nine hundred somewhere in there every time. Hmm. And I'm, I was on for a solid two, three hours after that. I, I personally think you're entertaining. I mean, I actually like that you Thank play you. NHL and, and MLB The Show, stuff like that. People might think that's boring, but at the same time, I didn't even know this, but we have so much in common. It's uncanny, mm -hmm. right? We both found out that we're both from New York, both from Long Island, yep. right? Both yep. have family in... Oh, it. this is the guy? Yeah, this this is the guy. <laughs> this, this is the guy? This is the guy. I'm the Long Island guy. Right, so, I, I forgot this was the guy. So... You have people in Suffolk County, right? You have people at in Port Jeff. You know people like we probably. My mom lives in my mom lives in Kings Park right now. Yeah. So, in some time, shape, or form, we didn't. We moved from New York when we were younger, right? But we go back every summer and stuff like that. And just the places that you talk about, I'm like, I know that place. I've I've been there. Yeah. I've been, there has to be a time we've crossed paths. Uh, even my own. Sure. Even my own mother, right? Because she watches my 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 show. She goes, Kevin looks familiar. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't I don't know where you would know him from besides besides Twitch. She's like, where did you say he was from? I'm like, yeah, he's, he's from Long Island. She's like, I think I've seen him before. So it's sure. it's uncanny. You're a Mets fan. Right. And no one admits yeah. they're a Mets fan. Right. Nobody admits they're a Mets fan. I'm a Mets fan. Right. Oh, here, here we go. I'm not I'm not giving I'm not giving I'm not giving you shit for it. I'm not giving you shit. I, I love the Mets. You're a Giants fan. Right. I mean, it's yeah. it's uncanny. All the stuff that we have uh, in topics I was like. Just be, when I found out you were from New York, I was like, let me let me give this guy a shot, right? And then I watched you. I lurked. I didn't I didn't know off the bat, right? And then I interviewed Dave, and then Dave told me about you again. I was like, wait a minute, I'm already I'm already following him, so let me let me go back over there. And it just I was just like, man, I want to meet him. And then I heard that you're coming to Florida, and I was like, oh, we got to get together. I was like, this is just too this is too, you know. Like too perfect. You're like a hundred, not even a hundred miles away from me. So it takes like silly forty minutes it's to get silly. to you. So, uh, you're still up if you're still up for a soccer game for the uh, Orlando, uh, you know, Lions here. I'm up for it still. So I was I was all about Orlando, but the Red Bulls all of a sudden are kicking ass and taking <laughs> names, and I've been watching the games, so I'm a little about to pull out my Red Bulls jerseys again and be like rah rah rah. <laughs> all right, so getting back on track. Um, let's see. Okay. Is there a person on Twitch, and maybe it's goth, but don't say goth, all right, even if it is goth. Is there somebody on Twitch that you look at and go, you know what, I like what he does, and I want to not be like him, but you kind of, like, take some notes from them. I know you could take notes from a lot of people, but is there, like, a mentor? Do you have a mentor um, that you look up to and go, without them knowing? I take, I take pieces of people's streams that I like. And I filter it. I've tested things on my stream from people that I thought I liked, and I found out it didn't work for me, and I just got rid of it. There's not one person that I'm like, yeah, that's the guy or that's the girl. I, I, I'm a floater. I like to to look at different people and see what different people do. 
I've gotten ideas from people with eight viewers and I've gotten ideas with people from 800 viewers. It, it doesn't matter on the size talent all over the place. Uh, you know, I took, uh, no, I took right from you person. and I asked you straight up. I said, where'd you get those sound effects from? I love those sound effects and it's a, it's an incorporated thing in my channel. You can't do them now during the podcast, but when I stream, I have like 40 different sound effects that people can type in and just do a whole bunch of different stuff. I loved it. I was like, I that was the I best thing ever. The next level. Kaze is the one who showed me that you can do it with Ankbot. And then me and my buddy Chef Wayneface were like, well, what if we got soundboard, physical soundboard? Right. Well, there yeah. you go. How much, <laughs> I went out and how bought much, one. How much does that cost? 50 bucks, and Sean Bartley hooked me up with a copy of the software. So did you say, the software I'm sorry, did, like you say, did you say 58 bucks? $50 for this nano pad. Interesting. Oh, under another wire. I can't pick Interesting. it up. Interesting. Check it out. I've been trying I'm to. You, I'm telling you. I've been trying to do something on my iPad and stuff, but, you know, it doesn't really work out. It's on Amazon. It's a Korg Nano Pad 2. Chef Wayneface actually got one before me, and he was like the test dummy. Mm -hmm. uh, my buddy Robbie Hondro was talking about it, too, and he never pulled the trigger, but Chef was doing it, and he plays hockey. We were dying. He has the best hockey sound effects. Uh, stuff from Mighty Ducks, stuff from, like, hysterical calls in hockey games. And I bit off of him a little bit. I, I just, when I play hockey, I have some really funny stuff. When you you know you follow me, or, or back in the day when I when I had the follower sound up, you know it'd be the the Florida Panthers announcer going, "He scores! I'm bringing sexy back." <laughs> Whatever you know. Right, right. So, I love it. I feel it, like it brings a whole new dynamic to to a stream. Exactly. I treat it, and you know David's always saying, you know, I treat this like a radio show. I treat this like a radio show. I treat this like a radio show. I'm like any good talk radio show has dumb sound effects. Yep. Let's yep. do this. So. All right, real quick, best hockey game ever. Uh, the Islanders game six against no, the no, 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 two weeks ago. No, no, no. Best <laughs> hockey game, video game. Best hockey video uh, any, game. NHL '94 for sure. Because of the fighting, because of the fighting and 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 the blood, the, the blood, blood. Yeah. and Super Nintendo only. Genesis did not have the blood. Yep, that's or was it the other way around? No, it's I Genesis. Genesis had the blood. And Nintendo, Nintendo would have not. the blood. Yeah, that's the one. That was the answer I'm looking for. You can continue on to the second part of the show. <laughs> All right, what's the what's the worst what's the worst game you've ever played? Now I watched I watched Goth play Superman today for about twenty minutes. <laughs> it's the worst fucking game I've ever seen. I've never played it. I watched him play it. I don't ever want to see anyone ever play it again. It was it was hurting me. I thought he lost. Are you a, talking about? I thought he lost a bet game? to you. I thought he lost a bet to you, and that's why he was playing it. No, it's, worst it's game Thursdays. Worst game, worst, yeah. Worst game that he played, and worst game that you finished is two different yeah, things. Finished. But yeah. I tend to not finish bad games. Oh, no, yeah. What's the, worst, what's the worst game you've played? Yeah, that's what... That's a rough one. I try and block most of them out of my mind. Because literally, I'll play a game for 30 minutes and be like, I'm not, I'm not playing this. There's got to be that uh, one game you put in and you're just like... Superman's up there. Oh, it's so bad. It's horrible. It's I rented it from Blockbuster. so bad. It's one of the few games that I made my mom go back the same day to get me another one. Um, See, I wouldn't have never returned it. I would have literally smashed it so no other kid would experience that. You know what was a terrible game? What was that WWF game with Stone Cold on the front? Um, oh. Um, no, was it No Mercy? No, it wasn't No Mercy. No Mercy's great. Wasn't it just WWF, WWF Raw, the very first one? I, I got to see the cover. If I can see the cover video game. Oh, yeah. Oh, Superman, by the way, I got Superman is I was that Barbarian game, by the way. What is it? It's called uh, Tomark the Barbarian. Yes. He's like, I, oh, I know he that? looked it up, but he knows details of games in his head and he can do a search and just find shit like that. 
Yeah, that that if you can find that WWF game with Stone Cold, not the recent one, not, it might be Raw. You might be right. I think it, I think it, it was WWE. I always call it WWF, but it's WWE Raw. Yeah. No, it was it was WWF by then. Was it WWF? Then. Yeah that that was a horrible horrible game. I tried to love it because I was a diehard wrestling fan, but I remember I, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> do you do you play wrestling games? Do you stream wrestling games? You're a big uh, wrestling I fan. I haven't watched wrestling in like two years. Um, I streamed it once, and I just you know when you stream a game and you're like. I can't stream this. Right. That that was wrestling. <laughs> Sometimes I, I, I try to be a little, you know, stubborn. I'm like, I want to play this game. It's a terrible game to stream, but I'm going to play this game. You know, yeah, don't do that. Well, I, I've actually that. morphed my YouTube into, or what I'm trying to change. I was trying to do the sports thing on YouTube, and it was just not. Again, yeah. if something doesn't work, I have no problem admitting I did, it didn't work. Oh, I stopped things all work. the time. Yeah, I stopped things all the time. Just look so at my now YouTube I'm on channel. this. I'm on this kick where I'm doing like story games um, or games with a good story on YouTube in parts because my son takes a nap for like two and a half hours every afternoon and I have two and a half hours to kill. So why not record two and a half hours of YouTube footage? Ditto. I'm doing uh, the same thing. So I do that. And then I, I've been like, I'm doing the Wolf Among Us now and the Witcher simultaneously. Let me know, let me know how you like the Wolf Among Us. Where are you in in the game so far? Chapter three. So I'm about almost halfway through. Okay. I, I, the, Ending I picked, I was very disappointed in that in that ending of that game. I didn't know if there's another like, ending. I heard there's a bunch. Yeah, so let me when you finish it, I want to hear your ending and I'll tell you my ending. And mine was just lame. Sounds good. Mine was lame. You like Telltale games though? I do. I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Borderlands, um, Tales from the Borderlands. I'm gonna get Game of Thrones. I'm waiting for them to go on sale. I'm gonna get them on PC though because they're cheaper. So. Well, my new PC comes tomorrow, so that shouldn't be a problem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I like having a PC like, that can actually stream. You like stream. Telltale game? Um, I played the Walking Den one. They're they're okay. I mean, I guess if you're if you're doing like a story, like you said, you want to do it on stream. But as far as holding my attention, that kind of thing, not anymore. But I I, I appreciate what they are though. They're a choose your own adventure, basically. That's what it is. It's choose your yeah, own adventure. I, I know. I, I, I think there's. Really, I like the way they sh- uh, the the cell shade like graphics that they do type stuff. That game, uh, Mr. Kellyan in chat, WWF Warzone, that is the game. That's it? There you go. It's awful. What's the best oh, the wrestling one? game? I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm, I'm going to name it. WCW versus NWO World Tour. Oh, my God. Paco Loco. Paco I Loco. Play that. I have an emulator on this computer. <laughs> I play it at least once every couple of I'm weeks. I'm telling you, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. It's like... Uh, Paco Loco. Unbelievable. There was a guy game. named Paco Loco in that game. And he used to I do remember this, Paco Loco. He used to do this like brain... Like, he would do this super suplex but instead of going backwards he just falls straight down and do like a ddt to him you could never get up from it paco loco unnamed unnamed hockey man hockey man (laughs) (laughs) no i don't remember him hockey man was like the brand of i don't know if it was the publisher whoever it was of the video game but it was like the logoed man from the company that produced the video game like a luchador yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I do remember yeah, him. Yeah. I do remember he, him. Now. He, all his moves were like ridiculously not humanly possible. It was right. great. Yeah, Paco Loco used to do it, and I would always taunt people when I played him. I was like, I was like, oh, here it comes, it's time for the Paco Brainbuster, and they're like, no, no, and you'd see him pick him up, and he did this. You would do a regular suplex, but when he did this special move, he would do like this, 
with his arm and then put it like like this and then and you're dead. You can't get up. It doesn't matter if you were like fresh in the game or you were in there for ten minutes. He did that brain buster to you. You were done. Just the Paco Loco brain buster. All right. Prevent party games. I'm trying to look up the, all the different one the characters so I can find. Them. No, continue. Sorry. sorry no, it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. No, no. There's no structure Absolutely. really to the show. I mean, we're just kind of like you know. I'm used to that. <laughs> So this is the end of the Twitch uh, interview with, with K-Magic. Now we're going to talk about video games and such. Uh, if you guys want to follow Kevin, if you haven't already followed him and you don't know who he is, there, you, right below his name, you can follow him on Twitter at Kevin, is it Kevin Vision? X Vision. Kevin X Vision on Twitter. And then K-Magic on Twitch. Uh, and please, please go check him out. He's a good, good entertainer. He's a very, very good streamer. Sometimes I wonder how... Like, before you got partnered, I would look into your channel and be like, he's constantly talking, he's very entertaining, how come this person can't get views? And then I would go to someone that's eating pizza or chicken wings on their channel, and I'm like, how does this person have 2,000 people following him? Or Well, Kevin can't watch eat it. pizza, he's got a beard, he can't <laughs> have food in his beard while right. he's streaming. That just, it just, Actually, he can't do that kind of thing. We, we had a chat it. about eating and streaming on the jam, and I was like, I don't like to eat because I, I don't want to chew in the mic. And God's like, no, you got to eat while you're streaming. You just eat. It's fine. And do it. So I've been eating lately on stream, and people have been like, don't chew in the mic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Broman and Goth always always eat on stream. But there, there's no rhyme or reason why one person is successful and one isn't. No, That's why when, no. when people ask me, like, how do I do this? I'm like, sorry, I don't have the answer for you. Network Networking is the best thing you can do. Because at the very least, at the very least, if you network and you make a ton of friends and you go find a place like, like Guardian Outpost's channel... Right. Where the, it, it literally is this network that bleeds out into so many other things and so many other people that at the very least, 20 people will be watching you once you've made yourself established yep. in that community every time you hit that button. I mean, it, it's Guardians mods are getting like populated now when they stream. You know what I mean? So, right, right. I, I mean, mean it, it's that's that's a community right there. And he built he built something from nothing. And I'm. Very proud to see how far he's taken it, and I'm really interested to see where it goes with him because we're on. It's weird with me and him. We're on the same path, but we're on such different. We're on the same path personally, but professionally, we're on such two different paths. Right. You know, they, they wanted me to start. You know, the whole network thing with me, Evil Laura, Guardian Apples, Jason Iberton, and Angry Iceberg was like five dudes. Let's help each of us get partnered. I got partnered. They're like, can you make a stream team? And it was at first I didn't want to be like, no, because I don't want the responsibility of running a stream team on top of everything else right. that I'm doing. Right. And it was so easy for them to be like, cool, we'll wait. And I said, even said to them, I said, I think David needs to be the guy. I think this is phase two of Guardian Outpost. I think support smaller streams is phase one where he helps these smaller streams and these people get off their feet. And right. the network could be phase two. It's phase like two. you're at this level. Now let's help you get partnered. It's like a two-step program almost that he can kind of end-to-end -end oversee. So, you know, yeah, he, again, it'll professionally, all, we're on two separate yeah, paths. It'll come together for him, and when it does, he'll feel like this weight lifted off his shoulders. I mean, he he, he just needs to keep his nose to the to the ground and keep going. I mean, he's he's going to get it. He's going to get it. Um, As far as... Let's, let's call it D-Day. We'll say D-Day. Yeah. June 6th. Hey, he gets a letter, like June 6th. I don't know if he did. Did he doesn't have an app out now? Yeah, I didn't think he had an app out right now. All right, so going into Destiny, Destiny, uh, we're going to talk about Destiny now. So Destiny talk. Um, we basically made this podcast talk about Destiny when it when we started the podcast. Destiny was really relevant, 
And right now we're going through a slow, small, you know, little dip in the game, I'll call it. All right? And I'll be the first to admit, I'm I'm, trench. I'm in love. I'm in love with the, my stripper girlfriend, Destiny. Okay? But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm, I'm very disappointed in her right now. I'm very disappointed in, in Destiny right now because, and I'm talking about the stripper girlfriend and the game. No, um, I'm very disappointed in it because of just the potential of what this game could have been this whole time and what scares me about going forward okay is the way they've been doing every single dlc or every update for this first we'll just say first uh you know i don't want to say year one but this first rendition of destiny right not destiny 2 destiny 1 um where they just kind of like slow pitch you the whole time and they don't really like commit to something you know what i mean they're because they're, they're scared Right, they're scared, and and Sarge has said this many times. Where everyone hates when we say it, but it's it's like the biggest beta ever, which is fine. Okay, I'm okay being a beta tester, and as long as you make Destiny Two better, right? So here we are again. Uh, they're going to talk about on June 9th. They're going to reveal what we're looking forward to this fall, right? So they're they're leaking it before E3. So my question to you both, okay, is do you think this is a smart move on their part before E3 or do it at E3, Sarge? They, they're going to do what's working for them, okay? Uh, I don't consider any, any information that comes out of Bungie, whether it be through a third party or them directly, as a leak. There's no more leaks, okay? Oh, yeah. Everything has, been let, everything has been released exactly when they wanted you to release it, Okay. They have to build up the hype train again, but they have to do it cautiously now because they people have been burned in the past. Right. So they're trying to feed it slowly and build up the hype train again. And then when E3 comes, after everyone's been given these little posters and all these rumors, and they tell you they're going to have one or two really big things that might grab you, and then afterwards it's going to be this whole hype about what those are, and then the meat of the actual... DLC will be lost until September. They won't discuss everything. They're going to have that Siege will come out and do this whole little tease. We're going to talk about it for like an hour and a half. And like, you're going to spoon feed us like little bits of stuff, but it's not going to be the meat. Just tell us the meat. Right. And then we'll wait. All right, Kevin. Oh, go ahead. No, no, we're good. uh, I don't think it matters, honestly. Uh, I know, the like you said, the meat and potatoes is coming at E3, regardless of what the stream is. You don't think they're going to do the meat and potatoes at at the stream? No, there's no way Sony would let them do that. Sony paid them way too much money to not have the pleasure of debuting the trailer at E3. Uh, you know, I think what a lot of, and I, not you two, but I know a lot of gamers, they forget about the whole money aspect of how the, these oh, gears turn. No, I'm all about business aspect. And it's not, it's not about making us happy. It's about making Sony happy and about making the investors at Activision happy. So at the end of the day, we all have to exist in that world. Uh, but no, the, the stream next week might be to just kind of float us. And it'd be like, here's a little information. This is the new bad guy. This is this. And, you know, we'll see you at E3 with the, with, you know, you can't you see Deej pointing to the yeah. camera at the end of it. It's like, yeah. and we'll see you at E3 with the preview trailer. Right. Like, that's what we're, that's what we're working towards next week. And I guarantee you something along those lines will happen. Uh, but you will not see any gameplay, any trailer, anything substantial uh, till E3. See, I think we're going to get, because they, they, they say save the date, follow the channel. It'll be your first glimpse of what awaits you, right? So I think maybe they're not going to have video, right? But they might have a short, either 15 to 30 second kind of trailer. Teaser? Like a teaser, 
right? And yeah, then I at, can see that. And then at E3, I think they're going to drop a bomb on us, right? And if they're smart, they would have, like, a playable demo or whatever, of course, at E3, right? Because then all the they blog- had that last year, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, because all the bloggers yeah. and stuff would get their hands on it, and then it would, you know, seek out uh, as much as possible. I'm sure, like, more console would get, like, flown out there or something ahead of time or, you know what I mean, to get, get footage, and then they'll release it at, as, as it, like, as soon as it says something, like, next night at midnight or whatever, they can, they can talk about it. That's what I think is going to happen. So I think they are going to show some sort of video, but real quick, it's going to be more cutscenes than actual, actual like gameplay. And then at E3 they'll show a bigger trailer, and then you'll see gameplay start emerging from there. Is what I. I it'll be like the it'll if they show anything next week, it'll be like the Battlefield One reveal. Yeah, yeah. Like, like quick, real quick. Nothing given away. You have to like Someone, pause it to can... see it. People make frame by frame YouTube videos for a week and a half about this is what I see in it and this is my theory. It's it's to create hype for E three as if we weren't already hyped. It's just to create more. Right. And it's a good move. It's a good move from a marketing standpoint. I completely agree with like getting the ball rolling before E three. That way everyone is focused on E three. Now, do you think and this is just a, a like a kind of like a random question. I, I don't personally I'm gonna ask the question, but I don't believe it myself. Um Basically, do you think because No Man's Sky is being delayed right now to like August, do you think Bungie looks at this and says, well, there's no games coming out from right now till August when that releases? Do you think they announce at E3, here comes the new DLC and it's coming out August, like right before No Man's Sky? Or do you think they're going to hold off and wait till September, their, their usual time? September. You think wait till September? I think I think that as silly as this sounds, I think they know when Destiny Community Con is, regardless of how involved they are. And I think they know that that's a huge boon to what they're doing. Right. And I don't think they would interfere with that. Well, I know on. that makes me sound like. Come on, Kevin. But... Get, get on that. Get some. Let's get some. Uh, no, not let, at all. Let's that's... get some DLC at, at DCC. Come on. Let's get the early access to it. Play, playable may, DLC. May, may... <laughs> exclusively only at dcc we actually were not allowed to have any involvement with yeah Bungie or activision they're it's... the only way we're getting away with things that we're getting away with is because we're giving all the money to saint jude uh, if someone was turning a profit activision would be oh our ass oh yeah because the profit should be going to their pockets not anyone else's right, right. The, Absolutely. but they don't want to look like dicks coming after us and taking money away from sick kids right too late so, right <laughs> how big of an ass right they're already assholes but now you know too late. they don't want to steal from kids listen you can't you can't accuse them for being an asshole they're a corporation corporation no, they're a business they're a business it's in it to, yeah. they're in it to make money yeah it's not, it's not, it's I always come. I always look at it from a business aspect when I when I say my statements, and people always give me shit about it. But I I I'm very good at business, and the business side of them says things better than what the community says. You know what I mean? So it's all about the bottom line. Now they're they're very schedule oriented, and I think they'll stick to their fall. I think Destiny three will be fall 2017, or Destiny two. Sorry, Destiny two will oh. be fall 17. You just started a whole other thing now. Some dude is going to run with that. Yeah, no, see, I... Destiny 2. You think <laughs> you think it's coming out... Okay, so September this, of, of 2017. I think we'll get this. I think we'll get some more content. Yeah, we'll get a DLC of, in, I, like, March, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think House of Wolves-ish time last year yeah. will come another DLC. I agree. You got to remember, they had so much troubles through this holiday season with their leadership. Yep. Get it can't, back on ship. Yep. Can't, 
can't put out a product while all that's going on. Right. So we suffered, but they, you know, they, they, they heard all of it. So but did, I'm sure. I mean, even the people that think they're suffering, they still love this game. Like, absolutely. You know what I mean? They still play it every and single day. And not for day. nothing. When your creative director is tweeting out, go play something else for a little while. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Destiny is not monogamous. I agree with him 100%. Right. I play plenty of other games besides Destiny. I have no, And I said to you before we got on, it, it's more or less, for me, when I walk away from Destiny, it's like, cool, I'll be back in a few months. That's whatever. I it's no big deal. My, I, hurt cool. my own, I hurt my own heart. I, I told you before the show started, I said, I, I, this is my first Iron Banner I missed. Right, Monday night, I was like, oh, I'll level up real fast on Monday night. Put it in. I was about to play. I walked to the tower, walked up to Lord's, right? and I was like, going to grab my bounties. And I went, eh. I can't do it. I can't do it. I couldn't I'm, do it. I'm done. Don't do it. Don't been, do it. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's been three it's weeks. I haven't, I haven't put Destiny. I played Destiny. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'll play it again a lot. I knew, I knew when the, the update came out, I was happy that they made it casual for the casuals to get leveled up. But I knew what that meant. I knew it meant boring, right? I knew it meant that the people, that the casuals, it's not boring to them because they don't play as much as the streamers do, right? So uh, streamers dive in and keep playing and keep playing. And to me, leveling up fast, I'm like, ah, it's not hard anymore. There's no difficulty to the game. They just want you they just want you to get to level 335 just to get there, right? Just to say, to give you some sort of like really... Every, every MMO does this. But uh, it... they... Free expansion, right? They they nerf everything under the sun, and they say, "Here you go, everyone, catch up, so you can all start on a level playing field in the next expansion." That's basically what right. Destiny did. Destiny just did it six months before the next expansion, right. which is a little stupid. But right. again, goes back to their whole their problems in the in the winter. Well, I always call it the roller coaster ride. Like you wait in a roller coaster line. Once you get on the ride, you're super stoked, and you forgot that two hours that you waited in line. That's what we're doing right now. We're waiting in that really long line of the roller coaster, and when it when it comes out, you're gonna forget how long the drought was, and you're gonna be super excited that they have new content. Um. Going forward to Destiny Two, what are you looking forward to? I'll let I'll let Kevin go first because Sarge has already said this on uh, last week's cast. What are you looking forward to, or what do you feel they should put in Destiny Two? Like it's a I mean, must. It it's a must. It depends what we get in the DLC. I can tell you what we. What, All right, so what we instead need. of Destiny Two, going forward, what do they need to implement in in Destiny? We need private matches worse than anything under the sun. I'm not even a PvP guy. Right. I'm a PVE guy. But I know the importance of private matches because it opens up so much for your streaming community and it opens up so much on the esports level. Yep. It's insane. Private matches with hide and go seek alone is a whole thing that no one's thought of. Yeah. Think of all the new hide and go seek we will be I, doing on I love Twitch. Wa- I love watching the hide and- I love watching that stuff. That you I f- fucking hate playing hide and go seek with them. They're the worst. <laughs> They're so good at it, and I'm so bad at it. Um, but no, private matches is is paramount. Um, and and they've re- they've re- said they hear us, which leads me to believe maybe not this expansion. I I I got this thing in my gut that says it's coming in this expansion. I I just feel it in my in my plums. You think, you think private servers are coming this this DLC? Yeah, that'd be huge. I do. That I would think so. that would be. That would be a forgiving thing if if they. That would did... be the no one says anything right. bad till November. Right, <laughs> right. That would be a completely exactly. That's that's how big that is. Absolutely. But private matches is paramount. Um, 
I think they just the private matches and and raids need to be improved. Uh, Crota was was broken. The the basis of Crota was awesome, but it was broken. And I Still I hate, is. I hate King's Fall with a passion. I think it's one of the worst designed layouts of a raid I've ever experienced in any MMO I've ever played. So the boss fights are cool. The transition of boss fights are hor- horrible. They're it's it's the absolute worst. So you're with me then. Volta Glass is your favorite. Absolutely, Volta. The first time, you, even if I saw, even though I saw it first, the first time I walked into Volta Glass, it was like you're you're on an adventure into yeah. a place that you have no idea what's going to happen. And the thing in Volta Glass is you can get so lost, and that's yep. awesome. I I put the. I remember being like, guys, where are you? I have yeah, no idea yeah. where I am right now. Right. What is this thing that's coming after me? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, right. I I remember going into the Volta Glass. I felt like when I first played World of Warcraft, when I first did my first raid. In World of Warcraft, getting organized, doing the raid, and then beating the boss—that's what I felt like with Vault of Glass. Like you felt accomplished when you did it, and then when the next raid came out, it was just like, "Oh, it's another raid," and now you're comparing it to Vault of Glass, King's Raid. You're, you're comparing it to the other other ones. I, in my opinion, Vault of Glass will always be the best. They also had like two years to work on Vault of Glass. You got to remember that, right? I don't know when the dev team started working on. And when they started working on King's Fall, but it definitely was not the same amount of time they had to work on Vault of Glass. My hope is that whatever we're getting in Rise of Iron has been worked on since before the Taken King, which would be, you know, a solid year's worth into a raid. Because a raid is, you need a team alone to plan a raid and to do a raid right. World of Warcraft, I compare WoW to World of Warcraft so much because World of Warcraft to me is a standard of MMO and that every other MMO should be held up to, regardless right. of whether it's an FPS or whatever it may be like they they set the standard and everyone should follow it and it's silly because they share the same uh publisher so i don't know why they right you know they met with the diablo team but they haven't met with the world of warcraft team yet why is no one making this connection except <laughs> me um, but don't but don't but don't you guys think that it's not it's not really about how long it took them to make it i think what happened is when they had all those people leave and the stuff pulled out and the idea guys and the storyboard guys and everything that was there to funnel into creating these kind of raids when they all left or, or a lot of the idea guys left and they were left with people trying to pick up the slack and, and it takes time it takes time to rebuild absolutely i think i think because those guys didn't leave till what they said a year before launch yeah when all the the story guys left and everything yep by then, I'm sure Volta Glass was pretty much done. Yeah, it right. was just bugs, you know, mechanics and boss fights being fine tuned. Like I'm sure it was mapped out, done, skinned. Everything on that end was done. Um, I, I agree with you, though. I think I think because if you read the, the original story on that in that Kotaku article, I'm like, this is a much better story than what we got. <laughs> even even the gameplay they showed back in like 2013 at E3, where you could just teleport down into the ship and the way your your guns were customizable and the way it just looked better yet they yeah. took all that stuff out and they kind of like revamped it and you know that's a whole another whole another story into going the, into the, the that the a lot of the people that caused those issues now are gone too right like we're dealing with a whole new team like you know Correct. Luke Luke Smith is is the dude now that's pretty much on the creative end like that he is the one and I know this from Goth and Broman who talked to Luke Smith, but he's a diehard World of Warcraft guy, and that makes me very excited for the future of this game. Because, again, they are the gold standard of what you can hold, the model that Destiny is trying to reach up to. And if they can be the FPS version of what World of Warcraft is in the MMO world, 
shit, I'm excited for the next it, eight years. If if Destiny could just do half the potential I think it can, I would be blown away. You know what I mean? Like, I'm blown away with the game now, but if they could just do half the potential, like putting the story in, being in more, you know, I don't know, more grindy. I like the grind. I like grinding. And see, people hate grind, but now they're complaining. Certain amount. There's, yeah, yeah. There's a, no, no. There's a way to do it. That's there's what, a that's way what I'm to saying. do it. But they had the grind when they first started, then they completely took it out, right? And people are like, oh, we're leveling up too fast. Now I'm bored, right? You have to, with these type of games, with MMOs, that's why in World of Warcraft, you got to go slaughter 20 pigs. And then you got to go get the, you know what I mean? These, this is part of the game. And this is why people are like diehard World of Warcraft players because they're invested into the game. They grind. So when you see someone at level 90, okay, it took them a long ass time to get to 90. They didn't have a spark to get them up there. Do you know what I mean? They didn't have right. something to. Well, now they, now well, they have. Now you can start there. War, yeah. Now whatever can... it's called. But, uh, well, no, come it's... on. Level 90. Come on. <laughs> level 90 now is actually a joke right. apparently from what i hear uh the thing the thing with with uh with destiny is you took two separate groups of gamers you took an fps crowd and you took an mmo crowd and you blended them into one right and the people that played both were in heaven the people that played one or the other really had to find their place in destiny yep I think a lot of those fps people left during vanilla when they hit 20 and had no idea what the hell to do after that like, well, I don't just continue shooting things. Like, what do I do now? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. Um, the MMO people, I feel like most of us, because I am one of them, had, I, I'm, I did not come from an FPS background. I mean, I dabbled in Call of Duty, but I was never really into it. And Battlefield was okay. Uh, but the MMO crowd has stuck around, and, and we're, waiting, we're waiting for, you know, what... what and I'm, I'm talking Luke Smith up just because... I really think he's going to change the way this game is going. Right. Uh, and we're waiting for someone like that with a brain like that that can look at World of Warcraft and say, I can do that on an FPS level. And again, I'm not saying we're going to have 40-man FPS raid in like Destiny 3. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm talking about the map and the framework and the way they go about things and in, internally. The, the game itself is great. Like I saw you in chat before say, Sarge, the gunplay is the one of the best. It's you've the, ever it's played. the best. It's the best. I still have yet to f find the game with better gunplay. I think Destiny is is number one, and that is out right now with gunplay. That's why I th 100%. actually think Battleborn's gunplay is so so clunky when you compare it to a game like Destiny. And I think that's one. Of I the thought games. over. I didn't think Overwatch was as smooth as, as it's not. Destiny. It's, it's it's not. But that that's that's the thing. I, and I don't know what it is. It's just that you're so. It's so good. The gunplay is just so good. The hitboxes are so well done, and they've they've mastered. Like from now on, every every first person. I don't think I don't, game, think I don't think a lot of guys know that though. I really I like I, I respect the community that plays games a lot, and I know they've come a long way. But I really don't think they really get what kind of first person shooter they're actually playing and right. comparing it to everything up until now. Yeah, and every right. game that comes out after Destiny right now should be as smooth. They should take notes from Bungie on how smooth they made their first person shooter game and every first person shooter game from here on out should be as good as a, as a starting point and then move on making it better because whatever they did, they need to take that recipe and 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 do it for the next one. Um, I know for a fact with the guns, they, you know, consult the reason I like it as opposed to Halo was that the guns are based on like real life weapons that you would use. That's one of the reasons I love the division, because those guns feel real. Right. Because they're based on real what Red Storm went in there and was like, you're using an MP4, you're using an LMG, like you're using real weapons. Destiny is like a little bit Star Wars-y and spacified, 
but those are those feel like a real like Call of Duty gun that you'd be using IRL. So I always that's another reason I've always said if, I like if, it. if Destiny was Star Wars themed, it'd be like the best game in the world just because of the Star Wars realm of everyone loves Star Wars. And if it was this good as far as shooting and can you imagine it would just be mind boggling. Battle Battlefront was great and I loved it and I had a lot of fun with it, but it died after like oh, yeah, two but, weeks of playing it. Yeah, because it's a it's an arcade type style game. Right? right, there's, there's, that's what it was it, meant to be. I always waited for that Lord of the Rings game that was gonna like, this is gonna be the one. This yeah. is gonna be because I'm a Lord of the Rings psycho. I love everything Middle Earth. Um, and it never came. And I'm scared with Star Wars. Like I had Knights of the Old Republic, and I'm waiting for the next game. The Old right. Republic did me did did well by me, but I'm waiting for another Star Wars game that absolutely just blows my mind the way Knights of the Old Republic did, and it hasn't happened yet. So, so going forward with this DLC. I hope they kind of not do it the exact same way as like the Taken King and the Dark Below and the House of Wolves. What I'm saying is they've always do this. And I say this every week, right? Here's the DLC. This is the game you're playing, right? You, it doesn't expand the world. It just takes the world and shifts it over. And that's what you're focusing on now. I hope they let you with this new DLC that comes out that the rest of the game is still relevant. Where make it harder get your level like you know what i mean like if i we talked about this last week on the show where if i'm level 330 and i drop into the cosmodrome all the characters should be around 39 to 40 my level you know of of my character and not level 8 so i'm just murdering them cuz you don't want to go back there when something's too easy you're bored right you want to challenge that's what another game that and this is the team they met with is diablo you go anywhere in diablo the mobs are your your exactly level. exactly they need that's, to make it that way. They need to make it. Doesn't Borderlands do that too? Borderlands does it yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Same thing. Same with Division. Division even does it. You know Division what I mean? Does it. They're, within, is, they're within a two to three uh, of your of your ranking. If Division was a if the Division massive team was allowed to meet with the Diablo team, you would have the best third person shooter looter game in the history of gaming. Yeah. But but they keep copying things from Diablo, and I'm hoping they'll just keep doing that over and over again. Hopefully, they just they just copy it completely. Yeah. So. I hope when they bring out the next DLC, whatever it is, you know, everyone's saying it's going to be like a, a Fallen raid or whatever. People are hoping it's the Cabal raid. Whatever it's it is. It's going back and forth now. I've been listening to yeah. both sides of the rumor mill. Whatever it is, they about, need to expand about, the whole 60, 40 world. 40 split now. They're talking about either a Fallen raid or Cabal raid is what they're talking about. All right. So yeah, I'm, everything I'm hearing is saying Fallen. Okay. But it's like we're on the offensive now. Right. It's like the, the Fallen house on Earth that took over it's like we're now the ones coming in and being like no we're taking it back and it's like the tide is turning like we're gonna push back now against them instead of being on the defensive i want six man patrols is what i want in the next next game dlc whatever six man patrols that's what i want on, on of course if everyone's your level you would need more help right so all right so i think i think the only reason why you don't have six man patrols is because they're still cross platforms I'm convinced if we were only on current gen systems, we would have six man patrols. Yeah, maybe. I, I think I think that. the old system. I think the old system is a lot to do with what's holding them back from doing what they want to do. And I think the, what, an, an issue that will come up now. Well, that's another is since the, whole topic. Since the release. Oh well, well, since the release of this new system coming out, that they're, they're coming out for the Oculus Rift. We all know why they need the hardware to support the, the Oculus or the or the Vibe, right? So the the issue is now going to be. When Destiny 2 is finally ready to come out, we're going to be in the middle of a console yeah. change yep. again. Yep. And will they have to split it up again? 
if they and that's that is hurting him. It's that's, hurting them. That's that's what I'm afraid of, and this is why I think Destiny. I said this last week on the show. I think this is why they kind of elongated this whole thing here, right? Why they pushed it back as far as they can, because they're trying to work on Destiny Two, and they're trying to drop not even 360, you know, uh, backwards compatibility or whatever. But Xbox One. But Xbox One as well, because now if the the rumors are true and Xbox Two comes out in PlayStation 4.5 or whatever and has the 4K with the VR and stuff like that, you better believe that they're going to take VR and try to make this where you can play the game while you're wearing a VR headset, okay? You better believe that they're going to cram as much crap in the game as possible with the next-gen graphics. I mean, look at the jump. I don't know if you started on PS3, Kevin, or... um, or PS4. Nope, I started on PS4. Okay, so I played 360 Destiny before I played Xbox One Destiny, and when I switched over to Xbox One, you were like, uh, "I'm never going back to 360." Like the graphics were so much better on Xbox One yeah, than they were. I've seen it on on previous gen, and it's yeah. There's so no now now I'm a little worried because they here we are again, right? They're gonna drop 360, right? And now we're gonna get a new system, and now they're gonna have to make yeah. backwards for this current generation and then the new generation. And I hope they don't do that. And I hope they just say, you know what? Bite the bullet. Got to go to Xbox two. If you want to play exclusively, you know, Xbox two and PlayStation five, whatever you want to call it, 4.5, five. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think, I think they're going to have a, a divide and people fight back against them. If they, if they split it again, because if they can put more stuff in in the new Xbox or the new PlayStation and they have to leave stuff out of Xbox One and PlayStation 4, people are going to get fucking pissed. So, all right, going... I go- wonder how much of that development would have happened to have started already, though. They already knew about... Stuff. Yeah, but they they know about these, these systems, I would say, a good year, year and a half before it comes out, right? Like, they tell them, we're, yeah, making, this- we're making new systems, they're- here's the specs for them. They're in bed with Sony... You gotta remember that Microsoft really might contra- not. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft might not. The other question is: at the end of year two, people are speculating that the uh, 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 Bungie contract with Sony could be up. I don't think it is. No, but I people think... are speculating it could be up. Could they sign a deal with Microsoft and then have Xbox exclusives? Oh Jesus! I doubt it highly, but it's worth worth thinking about. I mean, rumored that that both systems are going to be like four times powerful than the, what what we have now, right? So. But that's all rumored right now. Just silly. All right, so <laughs> the next the next uh, story we're going to talk about is uh, Battlefield 1 multiplayer gameplay release time. Um, they're going to show it on June 12th at 2 p.m. Pacific time, which is 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, what do you... And 10, 10 p.m. Uh, UK time. What do you guys think about this as far as they're going to show actual gameplay? Do you feel that they should have done this when they made the... Original release instead of showing us a trailer, they should have showed us some gameplay. Or do you think this is the smart move to do and show it at E3 uh, to get lost in the all the rest of the hoopla that that goes on during the week, Sarge? I, I honestly believe that that um, EA might be a little intimidated by their new take on their game, and they want to see who releases gameplay footage first to see what they got. Because if the game style is going to change in Battlefield 1, which I think it is, just because of the backdrop that it's in, it can't be the same kind of mobile war that the rest of the games are. And then you have the Super Future War. I think they're both going to hold back as long as they can to see who releases gameplay footage first 
or leaks it first well, to see how it actually plays. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I think Battlefield as of right 1 now, Battlefield One is releasing same. first. As of right now, uh, we're going to see. They're they're concerned that their 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 change of game style is going to throw people off. Even though, according to the web, we have sided with them before we're seeing any gameplay. Yeah, but they both showed. Because if, if so, facto, if if everybody hates Call of Duty, then they, you should like Battlefield, right? That's the way they look at it. I mean, they showed us in-game so they, footage, they, but they, they didn't show us gameplay. You know what I mean? No, no. But it's it's when you're when you're when you do something that drastic, you didn't go back to World War II. You went back to World War One, and now you have this other thing going on. Like you, you're going to change. There's going to be something about this game. It's not quite the same. You can get trench foot. Little, you can get trench they're foot. They're a little intimidated by <laughs> what they may show and how people might feel. They have the people on their side currently, but I think they're a little intimidated by what might be when they see gameplay. Now, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Do you think this is a a smart move on their end? Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's like showing the teaser to a movie and then showing the trailer to a movie. I think it's fine. I have no issue with it. Are you a fan of the Battlefield series? Is this something that uh, interests you? I played 1942, and then I had didn't play anything again till four. Wow! Everyone was like, "Oh, played a lot better." Four is glitchy. Four sucks. I enjoyed my time in four. It might have been because it was my first game for PS4. I enjoyed it. Uh, I tried the hardline game. beta, and I was like, "This sucks." I'm yeah. not playing this. Hardline. Well, <laughs> this is my problem with with EA uh, with Dice. They try to go for that Call of Duty crowd. They try to bring that Call of Duty crowd even into battle, you know, into the Battlefield series, and that's where Hardline messed up, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they should have just been Battlefield, where Battlefield's big ass battles. Tanks, vehicles, copters, you know, everything. Where Call of Duty is just a kill 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 streak. You know what I mean? That's what it is. It's the uh every every teenager's dream to kill as many people as possible and get a, a combo, you know, going. That's that's what they that's the Call of Duty crowd, right? They don't know how to be a team player. Where Battlefield is that team that team effort. Uh so I'm looking forward to it. I know Sarge, you're not you're like up in the air right now because you don't know what they're gonna do with World War One. I, I- I've had I've had my piece. I said my piece on the previous shows. I I, I think everybody's getting excited about something that might is going to have a different kind of style of gameplay because is, this is not a mobile war. I, I said it before. If 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 it's the backdrop is just World War One and they're going to do whatever they want with it, that's fine. But that goes against what they've done in the past, which is it's the real battles, it's the real guns, it's the real tanks, and you're involved. Okay. Right. So now we're going back to World War One. If they follow, if they follow that logic, a lot of the weapons and a lot of the things that you have in the game aren't the same as your modern guns. Right. Okay. Didn't so they say it's an alternate universe though, too. It's like yeah, an alternate timeline. They said it's alternate timeline, so they're going to add some more weapons or whatever into it. Right. So I, I like that. I like that because you're keeping tradition and tradition, which they'll do, and then they'll they'll spice it up a little bit and add some extra stuff. All right. We'll see what they're. Yeah. yeah, yeah you'll, get a, you'll, get, you'll get a zoom scope. <laughs> even even though you won't, you won't have though, hard iron sights to, to to shoot down the barrel like i i i know assassin's creed 3 was not the best game but the idea behind it like history is such a fun playground for video games and you can do whatever you want if you say like well this takes place in an alternate timeline right wolfenstein like look at all these games you could do so much fun stuff if you went back into history freaking assassin's creed 3 was like we're gonna make evil george washington dlc <laughs> right it's genius <laughs> too bad the game sucked uh, 
You don't know if that's not if that's fake. They could have found some documents that made him just an asshole, and they just told us he's a good guy and put him on the dollar bill. True. <laughs> All right. Well, it, it's it's still it's still very difficult to have everything come together. It's still a crapshoot when you have guys come up with a really good story. They make their storyboards. They're going to figure out what they're going to do, and then can it be executed and playable and fun along with that story? It's not right. just hey man, the next game coming out is going to be fucking great. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of turds in the punch bowl. Not everything can be a triple A a triple A victory, right? So I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I think the internet's going to break when they show the multiplayer. When, once the multiplayer goes live and they show it, I think the internet's just going to explode, uh, and you won't hear anything. It actually might overshadow Bethesda unless Bethesda drops a major bomb by saying, "Hey, look what we're doing. Uh, here's Skyrim 6. Here's the new El- yeah. here's the new Elder Scrolls. Yeah, here's the new Elder Scrolls or oh, by the way, we're doing a Fallout multiplayer. Boom. You know what I mean? Like look, something. Look. E3 is a dick measuring contest. That's oh, absolutely. It well, it's here- which who wants who wants to like make the biggest splash at E3? Last year, Sony and the Division killed it. Killed it. Well, Everything no. that Xbox did didn't matter. No, but when they Fallout, put the division up there, Fallout, Bethesda killed it. Bethesda killed it, and they opened the show. The division killed it, and then yeah. Sony was like, "Screw you!" Sony even messed up with Uncharted, and they still had one of the best right. presentations of the whole thing. Right. But how many of those things didn't pan out <laughs> when we actually got them in our hands? Right. 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 And yeah. it, it, so okay. That, so going all. going on the fact of it's a dick measuring contest. Why is it that so many companies now are backing out of E3 and they're and they're either doing their own announcement on their own thing? Like, why do you think that is as a business standpoint? Unless unless you're backed by one of the big boys, you're going to get lost in all the noise of E3. You have to have Sony in your back pocket, or you have to be in Sony's back pocket. You have to be in Microsoft's back pocket to even make a sound at E3. Even Nintendo who royally had the worst presentation last Ever year in E3. the history of E3. They still got their hour and they still got their time. And guess what? They'll get their hour and their time again this year because they're Nintendo and they can do, regardless of what we think, they can do whatever they want. That, did you know that company can run at full 100% operations the way it is today and yep. not run out of money yep. to like the year 2060 something? Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep, that's just stupid. that's why that's why they're like that's hey, because we're that's coming because out with they a game video games. Yeah, that's because that's what happens when you when you are at the turning point of video games and you save them. Yep, they're they're like the the apple of the of video games. They're like cash money. Like they're ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane, insane. But yeah, you can't show up to E three and 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 if you're not friends with any of the big boys, you, you're it's just pointless. You may as well do your own thing or present somewhere else. It might be very expensive though for some of the independents too. It is know, for whatever's going on. Absolutely. Oh, it's very expensive, very expensive to get a booth. Them. To get a booth. I mean, look at the booth. E three, E three started as an industry event. It wasn't even supposed to be a public thing. Now it's become this show. Well, now it's a public. Like, they opened can... it up to the public this year. There's the all three days, or just um, that one day. I'm not sure about that. I do know they opened it up for the public though this year. This is the first time in like they, they... a decade or something like that. I thought last year there was one public day, and then the other two days were like invite only, industry only. Well, I know a lot of people in the that industry are, are are pissed off because uh, now they have to wait in the lines with the the public. I know that. I remember. Really? I remember that. Yeah, I remember them uh, bitching about it. That's silly. So, and it's gonna be what? Which is funny because a lot of the a lot of the people are not even at the main show anymore. They have their own stage, like. 
down the street. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> they like, rented they're, out a theater. They're, yeah, they're not even they're not even in the main the, the convention hall anymore. Um, going going with the E three mentality here. Is there something that you're hoping for? Like, what are you waiting for to come out? We said this last week, Sarge. So we'll let we'll let Kevin go. Is there a game? Is there a, some announcement? Is there something that you're waiting for to get announced at E three this year? I had it. I had to go look at what other people were waiting for to see what I wanted to say that I was waiting for. <laughs> and then I remembered that the that uh, the two things that I would love to see would be a new Elder, or three things, a new Elder Scroll. Uh, I would love to see a new Elder Scrolls. Uh, the Last of Us 2, please. And uh, the Batman Telltale game, I really want to see what that's all about. I am a oh, you're Batman, a Batman fanatic. Fan. Yeah, yeah. And... The combination of Batman and Telltale seems very promising in my brain, and I really want to see what, what what's going on there. Did you get the last Batman game, the one that came out last year? That one oh, that I beat broke? all of them. Okay. I beat all of them in all the DLC. All right, because I know they're re-releasing it again this summer because it bombed last summer. They got their shit back together, so it's going to be on PC again with all the DLC. Bom- yeah, it bombed on PC. It was fine on yeah. console, yeah. Uh, but it, it bombed horribly on PC. If you guys haven't played it, I highly recommend it. I haven't played the, the la- I haven't played the last one, so... The only thing that pissed me off about the last one is to to get the full ending, you had to collect all the Riddler trophies for the first time. And those things are a pain in the ass. Well, that's what YouTube's for. So what I did was I finished it, everything except the Riddler trophies, and then I went on YouTube on stream, and we just watched the full ending. (laughs) Right. Just type in in YouTube, uh, Batman and the real ending. That's all you got to do. There's no way I was doing all the trophies. (laughs) Sarge, is there there a game that you're looking forward to, that, that, that announcement? Um, that just that I would shocker like see, that we're not expecting. Well, the, everything everything will be a teaser. With the things that I'm looking for will all be teasers. There won't be showing any kind of gameplay footage. There'll be like a, a great trailer with a great video or great animation, but it won't be actual game. But I, I'm a really big fan of Bethesda Studios. I'm a real big fan of uh, Elder Scrolls, and so uh, I, I would think that would be the king. That would be the cherry on my Sunday. Would be another Elder Scrolls coming out next year, uh, next year October, whatever anyone's supposed to come out with. Uh, I would like to see them come out with um, uh, the Battlefront game, or announce. I know they announced it, but well, I, I'm looking out forward October. to a game. You, you're talking about? I'm, I'm looking out. I'm looking for. I'm not. Well, I'm, oh, I'm you're looking, talking about I'm Star excited. Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, I'm excited right. for another Battlefront game that actually everybody wants to actually play, as opposed to use as target practice. Um, outside of that, uh, I, I'd actually be looking forward to see. Um, I, for it to come out is uh, Red Dead Red Dead yeah, Redemption that, that Two. That was my pick last year or last week. Red Dead Redemption Two is what I'm I'm looking forward to. The the big announcement I hope they make. All right, so it was also rumored a new Grand Theft Auto maybe too. Well, that was, that was another rumor. They see, I don't think they're going to announce. Rockstar is not going to announce another Grand Theft Auto before they have the other games that they have in their pipeline to come out. Because Grand Theft Auto comes oh, out. Oh no, they'll. They they never compete with themselves. They'll right, wait. right. So I mean, it's been three years since Grand Theft Auto. And it's usually five years until the next Grand Theft Auto in their their cycle, five to seven uh, years. And plus, they just said that they they just did a good update uh, for Grand Theft Auto. It's one of the stories actually. It's the uh, you 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 can become a like CEO, a CEO right? of a company and hire other players to come in. And do like different smuggling jobs or cargo runs. So now the rich keep getting richer, and now you can be someone's peon in the game. Um, so that's that's what they did for the update. Capitalism at work. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about going back in and, and testing it out and trying it out because I, I have it for Xbox One, but I have never played it for Xbox One. I got it free with my Xbox One when I bought it last a year and a half ago. I never, ever played it. Uh, I played it on the 360. So there's an update for that. They were also talking about uh, not supporting uh, online anymore because they want to let it kind of die so they can move on to their next, you know, their next game because they don't want to keep supporting it because if they do then no one will leave to go play their other game yeah. right and it's yeah, and, yeah, and it's expensive yeah. as hell to keep a game like that running and they're making Absolutely. they're making bank though with those shark cards so they that's why it's free updates every single time since the game released three years ago well the good news on that is is because we're we're getting ready to do a, a hardware upgrade that these games that are in the, these games that are in development the stuff that they had to cut back because of how they wanted to release, they don't have to cut back anymore. Right. They can push forward what they were gonna, what they want to do with these games. So, whereas in the works right now has to be Red 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 Dead Redemption and Elder Scrolls in the works, we know that's going to be in the works now because it takes three to five to make the damn game. So now you're told the hardware is going to be better, so you guys can work with that. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, sweet, we can add some more stuff. Great. I don't have to worry about holding stuff back. That's good news for everybody. So in one sense, it's bad that it takes this long to develop a game. But on the other hand, uh, an upgrade would be good. Right. And it forces people to, to push forward a little bit, even though they don't want to. But let's be honest. You, you, if, 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 if this is your form of entertainment, you don't care about upgrading because eventually that's your entertainment. I, I, if my TV's outdated, I'm getting another television. I don't, know any, I, don't know, I don't know anybody whose TV's outdated or doesn't work anymore, doesn't go like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to buy a TV. There's yep. no questions. I'm going to go buy a television. Right? It just that mindset's not the same with a video game because you think to yourself, well, I can't afford another three hundred or four hundred dollars. Oh, I think you can since the TV is eight hundred. I'm pretty sure you can afford four. So, I stand corrected. Uh, E3 was opened last year. To the public they closed it back up, so it's not it's not open to the general public this year. So, ah, okay. I stand corrected. Looked it up. Um, okay, so Nintendo, okay been rumored they're coming out with the nx this year right supposedly they were gonna make an announcement or whatever and in the story that i got here it says uh nx mass production delayed until 2017 so this is another thing and kevin just brought it up nintendo can can do absolutely nothing for like 60 years or 50 years and still be okay with it so do you think <laughs> do you think that this though the delay with the nintendo nx because they sucked the, the wii u was a bomb right it was the probably one of the worst consoles they've ever sold next to the Wii, what was the best console ever sold next to the PlayStation 2. Okay. Wii U works great for my family because when I wanted, well, not anymore, now all my stuff is in here, but when I wanted the TV, I'd be like, child, put your game on the Wii U pad so daddy can use the right, TV. Right, right. Excellent. I love the Wii U. No issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, I think you're, you're one of the few because it was the worst selling system of they've, they've ever sold i mean i, think I got one it's worse than the gamecube it it's worse than the gamecube right so yeah, I, I walked into gamestop and there was like a stack of them and i was like oh i guess i'll get one for my daughter for christmas wrap it up so okay so do you think because the nintendo nx is being delayed okay do you think this hurts nintendo do you think people are like oh here we go again between e3s last year with their debacle with being puppets okay and then the main guy dying off earlier this year and then now a delay for their next console. You don't think this hurts them at all? Nintendo no, because 
don't you guys remember? I'm sorry. I apologize oh, sorry. for talking no, out, go, out of turn. Don't you guys remember when when the eight bit was first released? It, it was they didn't have enough units to go around. Remember that, that it, it's like that a lot of times for the new hardware that Nintendo releases. They'll, they'll have like maybe a hundred thousand units and then they can't keep up and they have to wait. It's like rare and everybody goes crazy for Christmas trying to buy one. This is not this is not like uh, the first time this will happen that they don't have enough. Uh, do they say delayed, not going to release it, or they're just saying they're having? It mul- says, they're just having multiple. They're it having says they're mass doing production a mass problem. production delay until 2017 for VR function. Allegedly being added. Oh, I see. Because they were getting ready to release it before then, and now they know that's a big thing. Right. So give them, give them six months, eight months to retool. That's or not, maybe, not surprising. Maybe you'll get a basic version for Christmas, and then a VR add-on plug-in stupidity thing six months down the road. Nintendo's going to be idiots. Okay, this is what they're going to do. Okay, their VR function. They're not going to use any other person's VR. They're going to make their own VR. Okay, because that's what Nintendo does, right? They never give anything out to third parties. They're all about themselves. They're all about in-house. So they're like, hey, this VR thing seems like it's going to kick off. Yeah, so let's just make the design look like Oculus Rift, and we'll put it as the Nintendo Mario virtual reality headset that you'll put on your face. This is what they're doing. They're going to they're gonna delay it for VR, and it's going to be like Mr. Roboto or the Duck Hut gun that comes to your with your system. That's not going to work. It's going to it's going to be shit. Remember the remember the virtual glasses they had back in the day with their other console. What was they? Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what the the they were a little ahead, they were a little ahead of its time. That's what happens. Or they're, the they're shoulder cannon or Super NES that yeah. like barely got any support. Right. That's what this is to me. Like this is this is like red lights flashing all about going eh, eh, abort abort Nintendo. Don't, don't do it. I don't think I don't think VR will ever be what people try and make it. I agree. It's, it's never going to reach the plateau that everyone. We've, how many boy, times have you. we been through this as a society? <laughs> right, it never works. Right, it's it's. I t- I said the only way it's going to work is for sporting events and concerts, like live venues. If you could stick a camera dead center, right, or all over in the in the front row, and then charge people a hundred dollars to get that virtual experience for a front row of a concert without actually being there, that's where you're going to make your money. You could also do it at like theme parks and like uh, you know like a, if you want to do it like there's a place I think it's in Utah that's doing it where you know it's it's a it's basically a VR room and four people can go in there and you can all fight zombies and stuff together and it works in, in that sense but for me to sit at home and put on a headset and get like all sweaty in right. my office trying to play video games I'd rather sit on the couch with a controller in my hand exactly. and relax. Nobody and wants to shoot somebody. There's a guy I forget what he, uh, on Twitch. He built a whole room for his VR headset, so he's literally walking around in a giant room, okay, with his VR headset on, and you see him walking in front of the screen. It's I, I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's too much. It's, it's, it's too it's, much. It's way too much, especially now with the with the Hololens. Where they show that Minecraft last year, and you're like, "Oh man, that looks awesome." That's that's not going to work properly. I watched Mark Markiplier do a, a VR like horror game. I forget what it was. They're a niche. It's a niche market. Cool, but even he said, "Like, I'm getting a headache." Yep. This is not something I wanted. You know? Okay. Yeah, throw up when they're. <laughs> it's it's well, just I'll, like I'll give I'll give you guys something to look forward to. If you guys after the stream is done, go look at the VR theme park that they're making in Utah. And uh, pull that up, and see what they're trying to do, uh, and you'll they're get an idea of full, where, where it's kind of he- where it's kind of VR heavy. theme park. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was talking about before. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. 
It's a really cool concept. I know. And I think companies like Disney and Universal will leap at this opportunity. You got that downtown Disney has the freaking, what is it called? Disney, Disney Discovery? Or... Disney Springs. Disney Springs. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mickey. Uh, Disney Springs has a, the Discovery, it's called, right? It's down by Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's you don't think they're going to jump at the opportunity to throw some VR in there and like, here, you're on flying through Neverland on yeah. Peter Pan's ship and... That that's where it works, but in my living room or in my office, it's just. There's a place in L.A. It's called the Void. Um, it's a warehouse that's converted their whole uh, warehouse into like this virtual reality. And you put the goggles on, and they've actually built walls, and all the walls are like green screens, right? So you actually physically walk through an actual physical place as you're fighting an actual first-person shooter game. So you can actually take cover behind the wall and turn around and stuff like that, and they make scenarios. That's cool. Like I would pay to go do that once. But I would not pay six hundred dollars for the headset and then another fourteen hundred dollars for a computer to run it, you know, because you need at least a, a two to three hundred dollar video card just to run the the VR on your computer to do it. So now you're about two grand into it just so you now, can see that's VR. a difference. That's a difference. See, now talking about replacing a game system before is one thing, but now you're talking about how are they gonna justify the cost of the VR set plus the new hardware? That's a good chunk of change. It's a huge chunk of change. Okay, that's something. That's if, something. That if they I, got it down to, I would say the Magic Number four hundred. If they could get it down to four hundred, it would sell. If it, if it's anything higher than that, you'll get you'll get people that always buy it, and then it'll start filtering out. It's three D for video games, right? I mean, three D television which take, failed. Right, any way you look it at it, it failed for the fourth time. Right, I mean, it's just not. I I have a three D TV. I did. I got a good deal on the TV. I had nothing to do with the fact that it was three D. Uh, it's an LG. They gave me three glasses. I tried watching Lord of the Rings 3D, and like an hour into the movie, I was like, "This is annoying." <laughs> and I put it down, and we turned the 3D off. I tried MLB The Show. It was one of the only games that supported 3D on the PlayStation last year. Two innings I lasted before I was like, "I'm sick to my stomach oh, trying to follow Jesus. the ball across the screen. I can't do this. It just doesn't work." the The amusement park is cool. That idea is cool. I don't think it'll ever make its way into my living room. I really don't. I, it's just I, not. I, agree. I don't think so. All right. I don't believe you could do the hours. I don't. Uh, the amount of hours that you play a game, I don't think you do it with those glasses on. And who's going to want to give that up, up just to get involved in VR? That's the question. Well, like, first of oh, all, I'm going to do two hours, whatever it may be, and give up my, you know, it's Twitch, not work. Twitch is a huge integration now of video games, right? I mean, let's just face it. I mean, it's a huge part of video games. They're even making games. Amazon. Right. They're even making games for Twitch, specifically for your communities and stuff like that. Yes, for people to specifically stream. Right. Yes. So unless they make integration with VR headsets, the streamers are not going to want to use VR because it's going to be impossible to to see chat. Okay. They would have to integrate it in. Um, it's just it's just not a thing for Twitch. You know what I mean? The, you'll have your Twitch niche niche streamers but it's not going to be a massive a massive play and then going forward now we're talking about the new consoles real fast so this is what we know that's guaranteed to be in the systems okay so they're gonna have uh 4k okay it's definitely gonna have 4k yeah. in both all the systems they're gonna have f faster processors right they're talking about five four and a half to six teraflops of actual processing power uh, in these in these consoles, that's a guarantee going in. VR is guaranteed to be uh, a, capable with these new systems. All this 
as and I'm gonna ask the question as two 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 parts. As a as a gamer, are you going to get these new systems when they release next year? And as a Twitch streamer, are you going to get these as because of 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 the business? You know what I mean. So Sarge first. Are you are you interested in these new systems that come out? Like you have to have it. It's the next thing. You're you're okay with them coming out, even though it's a short span between the, the systems. All right, so I'm going to have to use my age as defense. At, at this particular time, I don't ever buy into anything when it first comes out because you need the guinea pigs to test it for you. Okay. Okay. You need the guinea pigs to test it for you. I'm not investing that much money, especially it's the same thing. Same by the way, same reason why I don't buy any system when it first comes out, anyways, because who's supporting it? What developers are working on games for it? Are there exclusives? And if I buy the system in the first year, am I gonna have a, am I gonna have a decent library of games to keep me occupied, or do I only buy it for the one game and now I'm bored and have to wait around for them to come out with another game? You know, they, back back in the day when a, when a, when a system was released, it released with like 10, 15 games. Like a system's coming out, right. all Nintendo's did it, the Segas did it, the original PlayStation did it. When a game was system released, it had like a library of games. Recently, the last two generations of systems. There's no release of games. It's the one that comes with the game, the standard driving game, the standard sport game, right? It's like this cookie cutter or, list of stuff remember, to, to, start, Rise, to start the what, game what, system off. That, that game that came out with the right, Trojan? Right, some epic yeah. thing to show you how good the graphics are, something to get you in, you know, enticed, but there's no solid library. So it takes time. It takes time for developers to figure out what the hardware can do. And I don't like paying full price for anything. I, I think that a lot of times, if you're, if you're on a budget, I would let the first six eight months go by, and see what's going on. What, what about it's not if like, like the stream, like the like like the chat has said, it's not like the current system you're on is completely broken. What about you know, if they you bundled can still Destiny find stuff Two to do. with it? Destiny Two was bundled with it. Would you get it? It's that one game you're addicted to. It. Would you buy it with Destiny Two? And has the VR Two? So VR Destiny Two. Well, and, I don't know if it's VR with Destiny hardware? Two, but yeah, just Destiny well, Two listen, is bundled. That, well, that's a difference. That's a difference between six hundred dollars and four hundred dollars, right? Okay. Kevin, from a from a consumer point, would you buy the the camera or the? No, the from a consumer point, I'm with Sarge. I I, I don't jump in head first. I did get PS4 off the bat. Uh, I was kind of peer pressured into that because uh, everyone was getting it. The guys that I play with, and we all want to play Battlefield, so I didn't get your that. Friends off the bat. Are your best all, friends, aren't they? I love them dearly. Yeah. Uh, but the. Every other system, I waited like at least a month or two to see like what's the issues, what's breaking. Um, from a streamer standpoint, I don't have a fucking choice. Right. I have to get them. <laughs> right. I have to invest. I have to plan ahead financially with the stream and say I need to buy these. I I do. It's it's uh, people people want to see that, and you know, unfortunately, I've hit that point in my career where it's like I have to make the investment. Um. I would spend the extra money wherever I buy it and get whatever protection, whatever is available, just because, you know, two months in, they're like, oh, faulty disk drive, sorry. Right, right. So I can walk back to the, the retailer and be like, take this system. and give me a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than mail it out and wait four weeks. So, yeah. I, as a consumer, no, I wouldn't buy it right off the bat. I never have, never will with any system. Um, would I buy it? For streaming, no, because I'm not partnered. Uh, if I was, if I was in a different situation, I would, I would say with Kevin, yes, I would have to buy it for a business standpoint. 
But as far as as me right now, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy the new system as a as a Twitch and, streamer either. And let me clarify: I'd buy one, right? And I'd wait on the second one, right? I would not buy both the new Xbox and both the PlayStation right, right. back to back. I'd probably get the PlayStation first, wait and see what the Xbox does in like two months, and then I would would invest as long as all was was good. Right. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Uh, let me see if that's the last. That's basically it. Uh, notable news real fast, guys. If you are on Xbox Live, you can get on Amazon right now is selling a 12-month Xbox Live Gold subscription for $40. So <clears throat> if you're looking to renew your Xbox Gold, uh, they're selling it cheap. I believe that's... Uh, and that's as of today. And that is... Who is on this? This is Attack of the Fanboy. It's uh, the website that it's... That 40 bucks. Yep. Legit. So there you go. Nope. No prime. So there you go. Buy and get code. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yep. That's what I try to do. Try to try to sh- let people know certain things that are out there that maybe they didn't know. Um, that's basically it. If you guys in chat have any kind of questions real fast, we can we can answer with you guys. If not, uh, we'll end the show early. So if you guys have any questions, I'll give you a couple seconds <clears throat> to, to hear that. 15 second delay. You guys put this on iTunes? Uh, no. And I actually was going to talk to you because Should. I know I have, this is what episode 42. Um, I want to put it on iTunes, but I don't know anything about like how to do it. I know I have to get a website, correct? You got to get a, uh, a host, which I'm going to PM you now. It's 12 bucks a month. Okay. Completely worth it. That's literally the only expense. And then after you set this up, I'll show you where to send it. And no, uh, just use the base link I sent you. You don't need the whole send thing. Send it to is, me through Twitter. Okay, sweet. But it's just the simplecast.fm, not the whole thing. All right. Yeah, because I, I want I want to do it, but uh, this whole time I'm just like I don't know how. And uh, Metric was going to help me out. It's this. very easy. Very easy. All right, that's a great idea, bro. I need to do. All right, so nobody has any questions. Awesome. All right, well, I'd like to thank Kevin for coming out. I know it's uh, you know, it's not as cool as the jam. It's not as cool as the jam. <laughs> we don't drink any beers or anything on here. The jam is its own beast. I I love it. Don't, uh, don't ever compare anything to the jam. Yeah. The jam is the jam. And I love you guys started getting to ghost stories yesterday and I was like I was like, "Oh, this is good." I was like, "This is good stuff." <laughs> I I love it. So what I love to do with the jam is I love to listen to the first topic that we talk about and how it and the finals because we right. we also have no segues. I don't know if you noticed that. Yep. Yep. Like something triggers in one of our minds and we just start talking about it. So we started off the conversation with Destiny yesterday and we ended with ghost stories. With ghost stories, yeah. <laughs> there you go. a question from King Doom Tool. Uh, what games are you looking forward to? Uh, you know you're going to buy. What's the, what's the games you're looking forward to the most for the rest of this year? Uh, the rest of this year. What's coming out this year? Is Battlefield One's not this year, right? Battlefield One is this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. October this year. So is Titanfall. So back. is Titanfall Two. Titanfall uh, Two. I'm interested in. I want to see more though. Um, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. That's the. I'm gonna watch No Man's Sky. I'm not gonna play No Man's. I'm gonna Sky. get No Man's Sky because I'm a huge. That's right up my alley. Yeah, that's it's up my alley. Right I like playing alley. games like that. When Minecraft first came out and I played it, uh, I didn't play on a multiplayer server. I just played by myself. That's what it reminds me of. Uh, it reminds me of like a Minecraft type thing. I don't, I don't think I have the mental capacity to stream No Man's Sky. I think that's going to be a rough stream. 
And I don't I don't think I can do that. And unfortunately, again, guys, this is another thing about getting into streaming. You hit a point where not everything you want to play, you can play on stream. And the the days that you learn that those games you can't play, some of them really suck. And No Man's Sky is a game I really want to play that I just know I'm not going to have time for. See, I think people, there's going to be careers started. I'll play it for you. There's careers going to be started on Twitch by people just playing no man's sky and that's all they'll play right and i have to have a certain type of personality to play that game and i don't i'm too stupid and silly and funny to play a game like that and i think no man's sky is gonna be huge on youtube huge oh yeah no it's because things are gonna happen yeah yeah and other people aren't gonna get to experience them and that's gonna be such a great youtube there's no strategy guide for the game you know what i mean like it's whatever people I just fired up i just fired up xcom 2 for the first time this afternoon when my son was sleeping I just got around to playing. I still haven't like, played Witcher 3 yet. So good. I know. So I'm, pl- I'm going to play it off stream. Sink. Yeah, I'm going to play it off stream. It's a time sink. <laughs> it's going to be nap time only, and then I'm going to upload it to Let's Play uh, on YouTube. That's what I'm going to do. Um, let's see. Are, am I excited for Cuphead? I am. I. That's actually... I'm not a big side-scroller fan. Um, I was when I was a kid, but now I, I want immersiveness. But Cuphead looks so freaking good. I mean, it looks a, so cool. Uh, and it'll, a good combination of different things. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm definitely going to get it. I just don't know. It, it's not like mandatory when it first comes out, I'm going to get it. But I, I definitely will play that game when it comes out. Um, let's see. Don't just find the word. All right. So that's it, guys. Uh, so, Kevin, please tell them where they can find you. Uh, give them all the advertisements wherever you, where they can you find can you. You can go to... Twitter, Kevin at Kevin X Vision on Twitter. Uh, you can go to Twitch, twitch.tv slash kmagic101. And Wednesday nights, I'm either on my channel or over on King Gathalian's channel doing the jam, which is our podcast. That's it. That's on That's Wednesday nights, right? You're, st- you you're sticking with Wednesday nights with that now? Wednesday nights at, at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, we know sometimes you the last, Like the last uh, week this month, we have to do it on a Monday just because I'll be out of town. So, uh, just if you follow on Twitter, you'll 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 figure it all out. All right, um, guys, make sure you follow Sarge on Twitter. That's the only thing you can follow. He doesn't stream. He he used to stream on my channel and then decided not to anymore because streaming's not for everybody, right? So, um, oh, I can sh- stream. <laughs> it's not meant for everybody. So make sure you follow me if you haven't hit that follow button already. I stream seven days a week uh, from eleven p.m. to two a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm a variety streamer. Uh, we do this. games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.